Is this thing on? One, two, my check, one, two. All right. Man, this is our city. This is our city, man. We did it, man. It's unbelievable. I feel like Black Jesus. We've seen the story before. We've seen the story before. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. <laughs> What he did in Sacramento last week, at, at, at that time, the Nets had lost, I believe, five or six in a row. Durant was obviously out. They were playing in Sacramento. That's a game they got to win for about five different reasons. And just to, just to frame this, James Harden, until he heard it. Hearts, how the music can freeze whenever it starts and it's magic if the music is true. <laughs> Does it tell you something deeper about your team compared to... Yeah, it tells us we ain't, we ain't on their level. Do you enjoy New York City? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lie. Lying motherfucker. Mm. Mm-hmm. Machine is never wrong, son. Fuck, man. Welcome to Point of Contention. Five subjects, five minutes, five points of contention come up on the show. Harden for Simmons in the deal zone. End of an era in Portlandia. What are the Kings doing? Help is wanted in Los Angeles and all-star competition predictions. Happy Pizza Day. I'm Zach Harper. Jade Hoy's producing in this corner. From the oh, there's a typo here, Jade. It says from the hard streets. I'll, I'll clear it up. From the weak streets of Springfield, Mass. Celtics reporter and future author of the book, Mr. Softy, a guide to growing up in Longmeadow, Massachusetts. It's Jay, the kid of Peloton King. Jay, best movie featuring Boston as the setting ever. Good Will Hunting. And it's, oh. it's not even really close. That, that's by far the best one. There's I'm, a lot of overrated movies. I'm just set, glad set you didn't Boston. say The Departed. Because you're right. No, Goodwill Hunting so much better. So much better. The Departed, the last scene when the it's rat awful. walks by is just so dumb. And Let when, me just throw this out there, When Jay. Jack Nicholson is going... <laughs> Jay, let me throw this With out a little there. rat, fake rat shit. Like, that's me, so bad. The Town, better movie than The Departed. Absolutely. I'll say it right now. Absolutely. Better I mean, movie. it's not even close. Yeah. It's not even close. Yeah, that's not that's not even controversial. Some people will be, oh, The Departed's so great, man. Watch Jack, watch Jack Nicholson in that. He mails that thing in. You got to be kidding me. All right. The, when he was doing The Rat thing, oh, it's man, awful. Like, it's I awful. Just, I just wanted to laugh. The Town is hella good. Oh, man, the Town's great. I just watched it again a couple weeks ago, man. That that still bangs. What a great I movie. watched it thinking it was about Oakland and still was entertained. <laughs> well, speaking of, in this corner, Bay Area legend, author of two books about the Warriors. Back when they were in Oakland. And a brand new book on sale now. Dynasties, the 10 G-O-A-T teams that changed in the NBA forever. The one and only Marcus Thompson. Marcus, best movie featuring San Francisco or Oakland ever. 
Hold on, did you just ask me about a movie in San Francisco? I don't oh, care man, about I'm just reading the script. I'm just Ron Burgundy the internship. <laughs> man, first off, the answer for Boston <laughs> I is the internship. I know. I watched the, it way too many times. It's a good movie. I mean, for, if it, if we go to San Francisco, I'm going to pursuit of happiness. That's a good <laughs> or one. No, or last black man in San Francisco. Oh, that's a great movie. But, pursuit of happiness was just such a drag. Like it, there was no moment of joy in that movie. It was just sadness. Uh, did you not see the end? The did you not see the end? Yeah, the, the, I did see the end. Like I I got to the end, but most of it is just heart wrenching. That's because that's how we are out was, here. Because these ain't the soft streets. It's hard out here. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this ain't no, Long Meadow. Poetic Justice, best movie set in Oakland. I'm going. With, Ooh, okay. I'm going with Poetic Justice. All right, that's a and good. Since, that's a good I, since, right uh, since he went with the obvious Goodwill Hunting mm. for uh, Boston, I'm going with Spotlight as my as my answer for Boston. Oh God, Spotlight's pretty good. Spotlight's <laughs> pretty good. No, hey, I, hey no, we're watching you know it in I, my journalism I, class. Come oh, on, of course. <laughs> no, no. What I couldn't stand. <laughs> is you're really spotlight. trying not to teach. Spotlight Just comes out. You know, that's a good. That's a good teacher move, though. Spotlight comes out. It wins the the Academy Award, and then every sports journalist out there on the internet is like, "Oh, what a triumph for journalism! We're doing sports journalism, all right? That's not yeah, the we, same we thing. We definitely don't count. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, this doesn't count, all right." You you breaking that that Marcus Smart is coming back from an ankle injury doesn't quite qualify as what Spotlight was going through, okay? Although writing know. it seems like a similar journey toward uh my my puff pieces. <laughs> <laughs> I'll All tell you right. what, the passions of Boston fans rival. That's true. It's true. It does it does rival that. All right. Speaking of journalism, Jade, start the clock. Take one. It's the deal zone. Broadcasting note, we're recording this on Wednesday, 24 hours before the trade deadline. So if you're tuning in, chances that James Harden is now a Philadelphia 76er and Ben Simmons is a Brooklyn Net. And this long nightmare has finally come to an end. But as of now, whispers of a blockbuster deal between Philly and Brooklyn are getting louder during an appearance on ESPN's Get Up. Brian, I'm sorry, they, they dropped the exclamation point. During an appearance on ESPN's Get Up. Brian Windhorst said things are trending in the direction of a Nets 76ers deal. Jade, play the tape. Yeah, so the teams are absolutely engaged in trade discussions. I know that there's people saying things on the record, trying to act like that's not happening, but it is absolutely happening. Um, There is definite motivation from both sides to make this uh, fall into place. The Sixers were out there yesterday having trade negotiations with other teams looking to clear roster spots, looking to move other players on their roster, including Tobias Harris. We are in right now, as far as I can tell, Greeny, we're in the deal zone. That's right, folks. According to Windhorse, the sides are in the deal zone. I believe this is one step above the friend zone. If you're in the deal zone, you're sealing the deal. If you're in the friend zone, enjoy that ride to the airport. This is what Harden wants. Do we know if this is what Kevin Durant wants? Greeny, I can't tell you how much James Harden wants this. Really? you got to be very careful using the Q word. His actions over the last, like, 10 days are basically a threat to the the next. Windhorse alluded to some sticking points for Philadelphia. Brooklyn also wants two or three pieces in addition to Simmons, including players and draft picks. Marcus, I want you to get that deal crystal ball out one more time. Help us predict what will happen over the next 24 hours. Will James Harden be a 76er once the trade deadline expires? 
I know as much as everybody else, which is absolutely nothing. But I'm going with yes. Oh, and, but, but 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 here here's a little nice little wrinkle. Give me a guess, record scratch there, Jade. I know, right? <laughs> guess guess who uh guess who puts a little spice into the situation? Hmm. There's one guy from Oakland oh. who could end up with Joel Embiid if James Harden doesn't make this happen right now. Oh, and I, I know there's a part of Philly that's like, ah, we can get him next year. We can get him in offseason. He's not re-signing. But then what if Dame comes calling? Mm. And Dame says, you know what? I'm out of Portland. And then, mm. you know, it's almost like, hey, man, you're taking my seat. You're taking my seat, bro. And Dame's under contract. So if Dame goes now, that's it. So Harden's got to get he, – he's got to pull, pull the trigger now. He's already doing a kind of slow play. I'm not going to care about the season. I'm going to kind of tank, right? Now he's got to speed this thing up because Dame's sitting over there. Well, that's the thing, like, in Sam Amick's article, like, the the Sixers are confident they'll just sign James Harden outright. With what cap space, Jay? Like, where is the, they got Tobias Harris for $40 billion. They got Ben Simmons for $40 billion. Like, there's no cap space here. They can posture. And I know things happen. Like, we saw Jimmy Butler work his way to Miami when they didn't have any cap space. Obviously, things can happen. But this confidence, man, I don't know about that. I, I don't know what will happen here. I don't know where Simmons will go. I don't know where Harden will go. Make a prediction, I, you I, coward. I do know Daryl Morey has played this perfectly. Five months ago, four months ago, whatever it was, people people thought Ben Simmons was useless. His own coach thought he was useless. His his The best player on his team thought he was useless. And now, months later, there are people saying that, that man, the, the Nets should trade for him and, and give up Harden to get him. And it would be... A, Good trade for the Nets. Maury has just been sitting waiting for people to forget about what Ben Simmons was like the last time he was on the court in that playoff series against the Hawks. And and I think he's waited long enough. People are actually looking at Ben Simmons as like this big, big positive. He is. And, and he is a big, big positive. But this is James Harden. It's still James Harden. And I know he hasn't been quite Harden. I, I know he hasn't played up to his normal level and I know he's getting older and that's not going to change but man it's still James Harden and there is still a wide gap between him and Ben Simmons it sounds like uh sounds like when people say hey man it's still Russell Westbrook you know still Russ still Mr. (laughs) Triple Double don't put that hey man James Harden keeps playing James Harden keeps playing with one hamstring it might look like that don't Um, put that evil are you but all right are you worried Jay are you worried about the uh the wear and tear on James Harden at this point. And maybe it won't be as bad and as necessary when you have him next to Joel Embiid, just like it's not as bad as necessary when you have him next to Kevin Durant. But are you worried about, like, maybe his body is starting to break down? Absolutely. I, like, I don't think there's any question his body is starting to break down. If I was signing him to his next contract, I'd be petrified. Mm-hmm. But given where the Nets are, they need to win now. Yeah. And, like, I, I think... Because of what everything that's happened with Kyrie, like you know that things can change very quickly in the NBA. And they have Kevin Durant, who's win now. They have Kyrie, who's win now. They have Harden, who's win now. Mm-hmm. And like Harden gives them the best chance to win now. And I don't think that's really close compared to Ben Simmons. Uh, Marcus, in terms of the James Harden situation, if you were Philadelphia, and Brooklyn is just steadfast, like, no, we need more than just Ben Simmons. We need some pieces around that. Are you willing to give those up if it ultimately gets you James Harden and Daryl Morey, or uh, James Harden with Joel Embiid under Daryl Morey, or 
are you going to try to say like, well, we can just get him in the summer. We're not worried about this. I'm going to get Dame. <laughs> not about to get Felice, but look, if you're if you're Philly, you do you definitely hold the cards though. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn is sinking. Like they're going to be a playing team. Like think about that. This is they were just top of the East. Yeah, they're about to be a playing team. They're going to need Kevin Durant to come back and save them from disaster. Like that's literally mm-hmm. what they're going to need. Like they always uh, do. <laughs> like like they always do. I. I'm worried about James Harden. I agree yeah. with you, Jay. I feel like, I mean, he's perfect with Embiid, right? The, mm-hmm. the the Harden we have in our mind is perfect with Embiid, especially if they can somehow keep Seth Curry, you know, and you got another shooter to kind of give you that 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 uh, that corner or that triangle kind of field. Like James Harden's gonna find all those guys, mm-hmm. but man, like his field goal percentage is way down. His turnover rate is way up. He, he he just doesn't look. If you're Brooklyn, you know, you need to pull this trigger now. You need to get this done mm. because it's not for now. It's for the next three years. Remember, Kevin Durant resigned. You got yeah. Kevin Durant for four more years. You got to think about the whole four years. Whereas yeah. Philly can just think about right now. If I'm Philly, I'm not. I'm not going all in because in the end, I can go try to get another player who's younger. And Brooklyn needs this deal. We're getting to that point where Brooklyn needs this deal. Can you imagine if all three of them come back next year? Like they they feel like the Lakers last year, don't they? Where you can bet. just convince yeah. yourself like all they need to do is get to the playoffs healthy. And number one, like they may not get their healthy. Number but that's two, the pipe dream, they right? may not be good enough <laughs> even if they do get their healthy. I think like, they'd be good enough if they get their healthy. I just don't think you could. As long as Kev- that, as long as Kevin Durant's healthy, I believe. Yeah, if Kevin Durant's healthy. You can put him out there with could. a bunch of bums, and I'll believe that he's he's able to at least. Well, they get will them be in putting him out there with a bunch of. They will. They will. All right. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U S based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Don't just ride the index. Seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. When uh, when that happens, you go over to theathletic.com where I will be grading all these trades. Speaking of, take two, trade grades. Meanwhile, around the NBA, some teams have decided not to wait for 3 p.m. Eastern Thursday deadline to make things happen. As many expected, the Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum era ended in Portland with McCollum heading to New Orleans to play for the Pelicans to pair with Brandon Ingram and hopefully eventually Zion Williamson. For the record, the Blazers have made the playoffs every season since the team drafted McCollum in 2013. Yet, postseason glory has eluded the Blazers. The team advanced to the conference finals only once and suffered five first-round exits. Pelicans are sending out guards Josh Hart, Tomas Sadoransky, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and 
Didi Luzada in the deal and a protected first round pick and two second round picks going to Portland. Portland also sends with McCollum, Larry Nance Jr. and Tony Snell. Speaking to NBA.com, Damian Lillard said, we both knew that this would be coming, but don't make that no easier to deal with. Jay, let's start with the Blazers slowly putting new pieces around Dame. According to the Athletics, Jason Quick, got to imagine more moves are ahead. Moves that could render this podcast pretty irrelevant within the next 24 <laughs> hours. But, you know, what can you do? We got a schedule. They got a deadline. It just shit happens there. Uh, Jay, who came out ahead in this Portland-New Orleans deal? I'm not sold. Either team really won this one. What? Um, that that you just said, handed out two ales. Huh? What? <laughs> that said, I'm just happy the Blazers are doing something. Like it, it has been so long that they've been sitting in purgatory, thinking, you know, we're gonna become a contender, even though they really didn't have a chance to become that contender. And finally, they're doing something. Finally, they are breaking up. A duo in Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum that was great, but flawed enough to prevent them from ever winning anything of substance. And so, whatever the next step is, whether it's building around Dame, whether it's breaking it all up and turning toward a future with Anthony Simons, I'm just happy the Blazers are doing something. Like, I I don't know what McCollum will really help in New He's Orleans. good. Like, what are you talking about? They have Devontae Graham starting right now. Like He'll make them a lot better. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But over there, it's all about Zion Williamson and whatever the heck is happening with him. And CJ, age-wise, isn't really a fit with Zion. And so, I, to me, I would be taking a more patient approach if I were the Pelicans and probably trying to get worse and not going out and just getting the first star name that i could get so i don't love the deal for them but he he will certainly make them a lot better and and more formidable and him with ingram and zion you can at least like try to talk yourself into that i guess if zion gets healthy uh marcus i actually don't agree really with anything that jay just said but i don't agree with the timeline aspect of it of like i don't think you want all your players to be the same age 17 years old yeah yeah, i think you want a mix of veterans and guys kind of cycling in and out around that um, I love the idea of Dame or uh, of CJ as that that Dame role now on a different team of like you get to be the lead guard. We have Brandon Ingram next to you. It's not like when we were throwing, you know, Mo Harkless out there, or Al Farouk Aminu out there as the as the wing. Um, hopefully you'll get Zion back at some Damn, point. Mo but Harkless this, didn't deserve that. This straight. at least, this at least. Yes, he, he kind of did. He kind of did. <laughs> no, Mo Harkless, friend of NBA radio. Um, at least with. Uh, with this, you know, this puts them probably in the driver's seat to win the playing turn or to be in the playing tournament and then maybe hopefully make a little bit of noise as they get those young guys some experience. But is that what you're playing for? This yes. year? Yes. With no yes. Zion? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a huge win with no Zion. And Josh yeah. Hart is good. That's the other part of this. CJ's better. Well, yeah, but like. Josh Hart is I, I, good. I, this is good for New Orleans. This is great for wait, New Orleans. Wait, wait, I mean, just Marcus, real quick. I want you to remember that comment from Jay about four and a half minutes from now when we get to Tyrese Halliburton and the everything that went through yeah, Sacramento with that reaction. Just remember that Jay just said in a CJ McCollum trade, yeah, but Josh Hart is good. Okay, I'm sorry. Continue. I, I like this for New Orleans. I like I like the veteran mixed with the youngsters. I like going for the best you can get right now. 
you don't have to put together the perfect team. You can take the steps, you mm. know. Um, I know it's not the same. I know he's not on that level, but this is what when the Warriors got Andre Iguodala. They got a grown-up to put in the room, right? They got right. somebody who had been through some stuff and could help these guys along. And he obviously wasn't the star player he used to be, but that stuff mattered. I do think Brandon Ingram needs a CJ. Zion needs a CJ. If nothing else, he can show those dudes how to be pros. And to me, that's a great role for CJ McCollum, right? Like that's, that's a good position for him to be in. And obviously he's still young enough. He can produce. He still got another deal and he still could end up on a championship team at some point, but this period of his career, if he can just help those dudes be good and show them what the playoffs is like, show them what it takes to win basketball games in the NBA. To me, that's great. I, like, I yeah. think that's good for Portland. I mean, I like it because like Jay, they had to do something, but it feels like when I got them, uh, I got some, uh, I got some plug or some uh, off white Jordan ones, the Chicago ones, right? Mm-hmm. And I was so juiced, I was wearing them jokers out, right? And I, like a year later, I look online and like two thousand dollars, and I'm like, I should have sold. <laughs> like, what was I doing? I'm like wearing them like an idiot. So now I can't. They're dog. Like I done dog yeah, these yeah. things, right? That's to me. That's the Blazers. It's like. If they had traded him at, at at the end of 2019 after they lost in the Western Conference Finals, they would have got way more for him then. Back when it was Dave and CJ, and are mm-hmm. they among the best backcourt? So they're selling really low. But uh, we were talking to Billy King on uh, Hoops Adjacent, and he brought up an interesting point that self call they're selling they're selling the t- <laughs> they're selling the uh, team. So this could yeah. be a part of getting the salary down and helping the sale. So once you start putting all that stuff in it, yeah. then it ain't even about like the fit and basketball and all that. It's I, just about, yo, get the deal done. Yeah. I do like Josh Hart as a role player. I do like Nikhil Alexander Walker. I think he's going to develop into a nice player there. I like throwing him next to Anthony Simons. Like I, I think that will eventually be a better situation than what he had to go through in New Orleans with no Zion. So I, and, and they nah, got a first round pick. For Dame. Uh-uh. This ain't nah. They better do something or get it, Dame up out good, of there. It's good uh-uh. for Dame because now he can be like, hey, Check please. I'd like to. I'd like to. I'd like to bounce on. Oh this yeah, one. yeah, yeah. That's if, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh. If if you look at the Blazers now, they're they're gonna have their own pick, which will be really good. Yeah, they might get another lottery pick from yeah. this. Like no matter what they choose to do, if it's build around Dame or otherwise, like they suddenly have the pieces to do it and the f- flexibility to do it. Finally, and I think yeah. that, that's what's important for them. Like forget who they're getting and some of the players are pretty good they may not have gotten enough draft capital but but when you look at it like finally they stripped it down and finally they have options after years of not right of was gonna be the answer right like yeah i didn't deserve that straight there come on that's not fair all right let's get to the j king reaction take three why did the kings just trade away their best young player in other trade news gentlemen The Sacramento Kings acquired all-star DeMontis Sabonis, Jeremy Lamb, and Justin Holliday from the Pacers in exchange for Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and Tristan Thompson, the 21-year-old Halliburton, finished third in Rookie of the Year voting last season and was a steal for the Kings at the 12th pick in the 2020 draft. Sabonis, having his best individual season yet, has two more years under contract at a very team-friendly number, less than $20 million each season. This is clearly a win-now move for the Kings, which is always dangerous when they try to go into win-now mode because they have not made the playoffs since Bonzi Wells was a member of that team in 2006. And it underscores a crucial aspect 
in this new NBA with teams vying for playoffs instead of tanking. What a novel idea. Marcus, did the Kings jump the gun on this trade? Give me your trade grades for the Kings and the Pacers in this deal. Two weeks ago, if you would have asked, which of these guards do you part with? How many people say Tyrese Halliburton? That was a shocker. Like, nobody says that. Mm -hmm. Nobody says that. And, of course, that's the one they give up. Listen, if Sabonis was that good, would Indiana be good? Well, wait, hold on. If Tyrese (laughs) Halliburton was that good, wouldn't the Kings be better? What you mean? One, just a drastic difference in where they are in their careers. What do you mean? I mean, Kings suck mean? with him on the court. They suck with him off the court. Like, I don't know what to tell you. There. Nah, what, one is uh, on a rookie scale salary and in uh-huh. his second year. The uh-huh. other is in like his fifth year and he's been through this multiple times and he's on a big deal and probably due for another one. Like, this is just a, a bad value trade, period. Maybe. Like, if you just pick the value. So now you have, you, you're presuming you're going to get rid of Harrison Barnes, right? You got Barnes, Sabonis. De'Aaron Fox. You got three dudes making the top of their salary, and all of them have not shown they can carry a team to the playoffs. Well, Sabonis is kind of on a discount, man. Less Sabonis than 20 is million low. No, Sabonis low. has it's been a low. four seed before or a five seed before. He has carried the Pacers yeah, to the but playoffs. In the East, in the East when the they Pacers. weren't any good. Um, Jay, I like Sabonis. I'm just not giving up Halliburton. I'm sorry. Jay. Tyrese Halliburton reaction. I don't even care what you think of the trade. I just want your reaction to the Tyrese Halliburton Twitter reaction of everyone freaking the bleep out when he got dealt. Well, first of all, I just want to state for the record, this ought to be good. The, the King screwed up here. And because of Halliburton's contract situation, because of Sabonis' contract situation, this was a loss for Sacramento. They should not have made this trade. It was a bad trade. Mm. At the same time. With that said. People acting like Tyrese Halliburton is the future face of the NBA is just special. People people talking about, oh, he shoots 41.3% on pull-up three-pointers. This dude is good. Don't get me wrong. He's just a from good. three. Not pull up three pointers. Just from three. Period. All three pointers. He's he's it. But no, I, I was getting assaulted with the pull up three stats. <laughs> with with all the little advanced analytics, this dude is good. Don't get me wrong. But projecting him to be some superstar is flawed to me. Like he's not strong enough to get there. He can't really create his own shot. His usage rate is like 18%. Like, that's because he can't do, do much. Like, that's just what he is. And part of it is probably playing along Fox. But I, I don't see him ever being, like, the lead creator for a contender. And people are out there talking about him like like he's Michael Jordan. Like, he's Allen Iverson. Like, like he's... The one. Well, this is the, he this is, is the, the one for the Kings, though. No, they don't he's have not. 58 they suck dudes when he's on the court. Up. They suck when he's off the court. No, Here's but, the but thing. Look, when does the Marcus, Kings hit the draft? Did you see what Clay went off on them? For, he's like, for sure. Why do we do no, this? Why are you going off on of the, the Kings? It's, it's he's one like, of the rare times. <laughs> it's one of the rare times this the Kings is got the a one draft for the Kings. I'm with you. I agree. Tyrese Halliburton's a good young player. He's good. Is he as good as Malcolm Brogdon? 
Yes, for the price, dollar for dollar. No, no, absolutely. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, player wise, Malcolm Brogdon. Player wise, Brian? I'll probably take Malcolm. But okay, who? Wh- where remember, will he be in five years? Do you remember when these same Twitter hipsters freaked the fuck out when Milwaukee jettisoned Malcolm Brogdon to Indiana? Like, what are they doing? Now, granted, the Kings don't have a Giannis and they don't have a Chris Middleton, but this idea that they have royally screwed themselves pun intended, by giving up Halliburton. Look, I think it's hard to replace him, but those dudes exist. They do exist. And so, like, yes, they took a big risk in giving up a rookie-scale controlled guy as good as Halliburton for this. But they didn't, like, they just got the best player on their team in this deal. Sabonis is by far the best player on this team now. He's the best player. Now, that's a low bar. And I'm not convinced that he they got the best player in the trade. Yeah, the best player in the trade. Yeah, yeah, no question. I mean, I I just look. Look, it's not great to give up Halliburton, but I'm with Jay on this. Where it's not the end of the world. To to me, Halliburton is like a juiced up Lonzo. It's not the. It's not the end of the world. That's what he's going to end up being, which is really good. But it's also not going to change your franchise to keep him around like like that. Like he, he but, wouldn't but, have but led it, the Kings but to salvation. That, I think that's the point you're missing, though. It's not that Halliburton is going to change the team. It's that if you have him, you still have room to change the team. If you have Halliburton, no, you ask about now you can't agree. do that. Oh, you can't do that. They should not have, should not have done this trade. I would have dealt Fox way before. No, I don't agree. <laughs> I don't agree. They should have still done the trade. They like. It would have been better if they had sent Fox out. It would have been Halliburton. better if they sent Fox. For sure. Absolutely. But they still got the best player in the trade, and Sabonis is the best player on that team. Now, I'm not a big believer in Sabonis. I think he's a Fusevich 2.0. So I that's was a whole gonna, other I'm wondering who he's going to get yeah. to this part, by the way. <laughs> well, that's, the thing. that's the thing, Marcus, <laughs> is that we have this thing where now, like, all these Kings fans are talking themselves into. They're like, well, you see what the Bulls did when they traded for Vucevic. Yeah, Yes, they had Zach Levine already on the roster. They didn't have De'Aaron Fox. Right, like this is a there's a big and then difference they added here. DeRozan, right? Yeah, and, 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 and now if you let defenders. me know if you have an in <laughs> that that Sabonis and Bradley Beal are super tight, and that's going to bring them Bradley Beal in an offseason. Okay, now I'm starting to to buy in a little bit. I don't know who Sabonis' allies are outside of like Russ and Vic Oladipo. I agree. This isn't like the end of the world. The problem is with Tyrese Halliburton and the Kings. You got to envision a new world. That's what it is. You feel, oh, sure. things are changing. For sure. They they got one, and then now they just go back to the old world where the Kings are a bunch of salary like locked squad. That's probably will if they get to the ten seed, they'll be man. When they've had when they've had salary room, they fucked it up. When they've been locked, they <laughs> fucked it up. Like you said, that's what's so irritating. Halliburton right. was the time that they succeeded. That's when they did it right. Yeah, then, you got to give him $160 million after his con- you first had second two contract. Years before that. Yeah, yeah, they All had right. a lot of time to decide yeah. on that, dude. All right. <laughs> nope. Are you struggling to close deals? B2B selling is tougher than ever, and that's why I want to tell you about LinkedIn Sales Navigator. LinkedIn Sales Navigator is a sales intelligence platform that helps professionals effectively prospect and engage high-value customers, drive higher revenue, and increase sales performance. Sales Navigator helps you target the right buyers, surface key signals, and show you hidden allies so that you can find those buyers that are most likely to convert. Fueled by LinkedIn's 1 billion member platform, Sales Navigator gives you up-to-date first-party data 
enabling you to unlock conversations with the people that matter. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash show 23 That's linkedin.com slash show 23 for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash show 23 and get started. Speaking of help, take four. Help! 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 Not really neighbors, I'm fine. I'm just, just for the pod. On Tuesday night, the Lakers were manhandled by... I always worry about that. I'm screaming on this microphone all the time. They must think I'm nuts. On Tuesday night, the Lakers were manhandled by the defending champs. Your boy was there in person it watching the suite. And my goodness, it was terrible. What a terrible energy in that building. Bucks beat them 131-116. Giannis on fire. 44 points, 17 of 20 from the field. 14 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 blocks. Jade play the tape. Allen Law. Oh! Following the loss, LeBron acknowledged the roster is not working, that something must be done to get the team back on course. Jade played that tape. LeBron, just, I know it's a regular season game, but against the defending champs, does this one just kind of hit different, especially since you you guys were kind of looking up at them when they had a 30-point lead on you guys? Does it hit different in the sense of what? Does it tell you something deeper about your team compared to... Yeah, it tells us we ain't, we ain't on their level. I mean, I probably told you that before the game started. Do you think you can reach that level? Where they are right now? Um, I don't know. Um, do I think we can reach the level where Milwaukee is right now? Um, no. Is that, what you, is that what you want to hear from me? No. Go ahead, you want to follow up? I'm, I will hope so, but right now, we no, we can't get to where they are right now. I mean, they're the defending champions for a reason. And I, get, I guarantee if you would have asked teams coming out of bubble if they could get to the level that we were playing at, when we won a championship, they said the same thing. For the second game in a row and third time this season, still head coach, last I checked, Frank Vogel, benched Russell Westbrook down the stretch. The Lakers... Actually played well during that stretch to cut it to, I don't know, 12, 10 points. It doesn't matter. They were never going to come back in that game. Go figure. There's still (laughs) a lot of basketball to be played. LeBron said after the game, fun fact, Tuesday marked the Lakers 27th different starting lineup in their 55th game. Marcus, it's deja vu all over again. We're all well aware of the struggle that is this 2022 Lakers season, but can they somehow salvage this by making a deal by the end of the deadline on Thursday and bringing the Lakers back to, I won't even say prominence, just not being a joke anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm reminded of a certain uh, text message we received. Jay, I think you saw it too, where we, someone said we were not going to talk about the Lakers ever again. Hey man, I didn't write the script. Right, man. <laughs> man, we should start it next week. <laughs> Starting next week. No more fucking Start Lakers talk week. on this podcast. All right. First they, off, they deserve I'm the Farouk Aminu type strain. That's get, where they should be. Not until they get not until they get five games over five hundred. That's the next time we're talking about the Lakers on this podcast. All right. Soak it in, think, Lakers fans. That's it for us. I don't think they can pull it off, Zach. I, I don't think I, what do they have? <laughs> 
<laughs> what what's the barter? Yeah. What's their part of the barter? Right? Taylor like, Norton Tucker. I mean, that's it. And, and clearly, <laughs> just, I'm just saying. Clearly, that hasn't that hasn't brought the returns people thought. Right? Like, I'm just you know, like, you know I don't know what they. I mean, Malik Buck is probably, but they can't yo, even afford look, to lose I, Malik Buck at this point. You, like, Taylor Horton Tucker, Malik Monk, and at least one scene in Space Jam Three. You That's might get De'Aaron Fox out the Kings. Might get De'Aaron Fox, saying. you know. <laughs> might get De'Aaron Fox. I mean, look, if they might consider Westbrook for John Wall or something. I don't know. I don't, no, I John, John looks good in these, John, in these agent man, workouts John, with Michael Beasley. I, 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 also, yeah. also, Michael John John looks good. Great, they should call yo. Michael Beasley, man. He, he looks yeah. real good. Mo was on Twitter today. Saying he thinks they should do that, and I'm like, this, yeah, this is Mo, where this on. is where yeah, the Lakers are. Most <laughs> like, this dude Mo's, hasn't even played basketball in man. years. Mo's trolling. Most trolling. Come on. I mean, I was gassed by the videos with Slimmer John Wall. He looks buckets, good. But I was no, like, he hey, does. He's got bounce. I'm telling you, John Wall left hand back. again. Oh man, I think they're. I, I, I think the Lakers will be fine. What does, fine? what does that mean? Like they'll win a playoff series. What? I'm, I'm giving the Lakers who? a playoff series. I feel like this is a setup. All of this the, is a setup. In the they, NBA playoffs? In the NBA playoffs, they're going to win a playoff series. I'm not falling for them, but that in a tailpipe. LeBron is, no. and AD will get... Marcus, I said this on Frank the radio Vogel today. Frank Vogel is top 16 there's, coach of all time. No you got to be a gangster there, to bitch Russell no Westbrook. Marcus believes it. No, you got to be a gangster to bitch Russell. Jay, you're right. There's no way he believes this. And also, like I said this on the radio today. I was like... I'm not convinced they could beat the Wolves in a one-off playing tournament game. That's where the Lakers are at this point. But they, if all they have to do, but they can. And if they get in, can they? Then LeBron. They got no answers for Anthony Edwards. No, they got. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know how badly Giannis the Lakers had the easiest beat? 44 points in oh NBA God. history? No, it, it that looked was like a insane to me. It looked no. like a pro am. That was the, yo. They don't has, even want to try. That's what LeBron I'm saying. It. Has LeBron ever sounded this defeated? No, he's never like, sounded like this. Like, dude has him. gone up against the greatest teams of all time and has been like, yo. He was down 3-1 okay. of the Warriors like, fuck that, I got this. <laughs> we got, like, we, what are you talking about? <laughs> We've seen him with, with and shitty now he's gotta, supporting he's cast before. He's got to get past before. the Clippers in the play, and he's like, I don't think we got it, guys. And he wasn't know. like on an all-star team back then either, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. This dude had like J.R. Smith. <laughs> like, yeah, yo, we've we seen him with super shitty supporting casts. And be like, and call out the supporting cast and say they need changes. We've seen him drag like Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance and Kevin Love to the, like broken down Kevin Love a little bit to the finals. We've seen him do some magnificent stuff. And he looks around now and he's like, Do I think we can reach the level where Milwaukee is right now? Um, No. That's what you want to hear from me? Motherfucker, no. we are not ever hey, going to be as good Jay, as the Bucks. He said <laughs> it next to Anthony Davis. Yes. Like, Did you no. see Anthony Davis? He looked He looked just sullen like, damn. He said it right next to him. Like, like, yeah, LeBron does. doesn't even believe. Uh, but, hold on. Let me, check, that's where let, they me check the, let me check the Lobos tequila site, see what their their promotion schedule is in May, because I think it's wide open right now. I think yep. they got a bunch of stuff getting booked up. If, if they were any the, other, you're team, welcome for the free promo there, LeBron. By the way, send me a bottle. If it wasn't LeBron, if it was any other team, we'd be wondering what LeBron was going to fetch on the trade market. We'd be wondering what Anthony Davis was going to fetch on the trade market. We'd be talking about blowing them up. Mm-hmm. The only reason we're not is because it's LeBron, and, and that's, that's why I'm saying they go win a playoff series because of LeBron. 
And so yeah. people are like, man, they, they got to deal Russell Westbrook for John Wall. Like, like they, they should it's probably Mo be Dacu. thinking Don't bigger than people. that. People, Mo Dacchio said it's not people saying this. Mo, was Mo serious, too. though? Was Mo serious? You guys brought it up, too. I think Mo is serious. Mo's I think that's I, the... I think I think he was kind of serious and, like, they should at least consider it, which, no. man, maybe they should. Look, man, maybe they just should. go on Instagram, check out, the, what is it, Taylor Group or whatever. Just go check out the videos. He and B-Easy are Balling right now, but Our, you can really think you that team thinks it's done. Like Russ yeah. is out there making noise about not being on the mm-hmm. court during crunch time. Yo, he's like, over he, there he, like laughing. Like it's he it's said he said he apologized. He's he's like sorry, I can't be out there to help you guys. Not that ain't my call. Yeah, yeah. That ain't my call. Like yeah. bro, first of all, you're down like thirty. There is no yeah. crunch time. <laughs> <laughs> also, they were down when you were on. You played 26 minutes in that game. You got your asses kicked. Like, it's yeah, like launching Frank Vogel off the side of the backboard. You're missing layups. Frank Vogel, right. top 15 coach of all time. Put, they got to redo the rankings. That dude bench Get Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Get out of here. That's, the, uh, that's one of the most gangster moves of all time. Speaking <laughs> of meaningless spectacles, take five. The NBA announced some participants for the three events that will take place Saturday. All-Star Weekend in Cleveland. Three-point contest, slam dunk contest, and a revamped skills challenge that will feature three teams of three players, including every Antetokounmpo brother they can find to just try to get all these guys into the NBA next to Giannis. The NBA will crown a first-time winner in both the dunk and the three-point contest. Cole Anthony, Jalen Green, Juan Toscano-Anderson, and Obi Toppin will take place in the dunk competition. Obi is the only uh, returning member, uh, returning participant. He was last year's runner-up. Meanwhile, Zach Levine will make his third consecutive bid to win the three-point contest. Trey Young will make his second career appearance. And the rest of the eight-person field will be participating for the first time. CJ McCollum, Carl Anthony Towns, Fred Van Vliet, Desmond Bain, Luke Kennard, and Patty Mills. So, Marcus, who you got for the three-point contest? I'm going with... Watch Luke Kennard win this thing. Well, that's Luca. That's gonna be some <laughs> random dude like that. But uh, Fred Van Vliet. Oh Go yeah. Go for Fred Van Vliet. I try to tell people about these Raptors, man. No one listened to me. Now look at him. Charging. Fred Van Vliet. I got him. I got Fred Van Vliet winning it. By the way, uh, did the Antetta Kubo brothers? Did they get Marin Fader in there? I feel like she should be part of the skills challenge too, since she wrote the. Don't don't get me started about the skills challenge. That is the (laughs) dumbest fucking decision of all time. Are are we serious? We got Alex, Alex, not not Alex and the Gumpo in the fucking skills challenge. We got the Nasus, the Nasus and the Gumpo in the skills. We got Jared Allen in the skills challenge. Like I'm sure it'll be a great moment for the the three brothers to compete together on All Star Weekend. But for every single other person in the world. It is horrible. It is so dumb. They took the worst event in all-star game history, any all-star game, football, whatever, any all-star game, and they somehow found a way to make it worse. We've got two of the least skilled dudes in North America competing in the skills challenge. Because their brother's good. That's why. Yes, we're going to celebrate brotherhood. We're going to celebrate Nigerian ancestry and Black History Month. That's what this is all about. I honestly think... I think the King yeah, Brothers would have a chance. Jay. The King Brothers would have a chance against the Antetokounmpo's. <laughs> My only question is, where really is, by the way, Jay got scared by a guy dressed as a Lee bush at. in Sacramento. Now he's talking shit like he and his brothers can win. <laughs> Yo, the bush dude is crazy. He really dresses as a bush and hops out at people out in Sacramento. 
And it's a normal thing. And you were like, going to fight him. More on that. I was so mad. More on that on Monday's Basket Buds edition as we dive deep into this Bush controversy with Jay King in Sacramento. Uh, all right. Who do you guys have for the dunk contest? I, Jay, I know you're not going with Cole Anthony, but who do you have for the dunk contest? I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be Jalen Green. I don't think there's any doubt. Ooh, no overtopping? Jalen Green. Obi Top is too tall. All, all of you are wrong. He's one of the he's one of the two tall oh dudes. Boy, here we go. Oh, he's gonna go wrong. Yeah, all Anderson. of you are wrong. It's town Oakland. biz, baby. We going with Oakland's finest. Too short, gonna come out. Oakland's he's jumping over too finest. short. Yeah, let's go. Walter Scott or Anderson will will win the dunk contest. He's gonna pull up. Y'all don't y'all sleep on Juan Anderson from Castro sure Valley, baby. You know what? I sure am sleep. sleeping on it. I do not think he's gonna go, you know. go to YouTube and check out Juan. The from only thing he jumps over is is the chairs on the sideline while he's diving after a loose ball. <laughs> that's all he got to do is turn it into we a hustle see, play. We'd never see him do it though. That's the thing that that's confusing ask, to me. Ask Javale McGee about that. Everybody dunks on JaVale McGee. What are you talking about? <laughs> there wasn't there wasn't anybody else in the it. NBA willing to do it. Like how, what number on the list was Juan Toscano Anderson? That's what I want to know. Like, I how really many think that JaVel like, McGee dunk did it. I think they what? saw him dunk on JaVel McGee. He was like, hey, he yeah. got some hops. What what is what what number is he on the list just of Warriors players? Not, not just on the NBA list. Like hey, they had Jonathan to, they, you know, is number one on the list. You know Kuminga they asked definitely you know they asked Wig, and Wig won't do it. You know they asked Kuminga. You know they asked Gary Payton the second, right? Or did they go to Juan before GP? They probably went to Man, Juan. I'd rather see Stephen. <laughs> Hold on. Why don't why don't we have a skills competition with Steph Curry, Seth Curry, and Damian Lee? That's what I said. Yeah, where's Seth, Steph, and Dan? Yeah. Yeah, or yeah. even throw Dell in there. Yeah, let Dell do it. Who well, cares? They've done that before, right? Steph and Dell. Maybe they're tired of the Curries. Man, what was that? What was that two ball or whatever? What was that, yeah, that like, shootout that they had? Man, that was fun. Yeah, what happens that with the WNBA player, right? It, yeah, it just always turned yeah. into Chris Bosh shooting half court shots. That's all there was. But I could watch that. I'd rather watch that than whatever this this skills I mean, competition honestly, is going to be. Honestly, if you had the three Plumleys out there, like they would be just as <laughs> much skill as, as, as the answer to come you know besides Giannis. Who's gonna Ma- Mason's pretty skilled, okay? Like <laughs> Mason Plumley is way more skilled than people give him credit for, but you can't risk the Plumleys dominating that weekend. You just can't. Not, you're them, not, yeah, I get it. Not in February. Not in February. It's just not. It's not okay. (laughs) The Nasus. By the the Nasus is time. By the way, today on Thursday, if you want some real time trade deadline analysis, head on over to the Athletics YouTube channel. We'll be there kicking off this trade deadline, breaking down all the crazy deals. James Harden is a net or is he a sixer? You'll find out on the trade deadline live stream on youtube.com slash the athletic. I think that's the website, but just go to youtube.com. There's a search bar at the top. You type in the athletic. It's going to come up. You click on it. You subscribe. You check out all the videos, including the live stream. Lots of fun guests, lots of fun analysis there. That's going to do it for this week's point of contention. Don't forget, subscribe to all the shows on the athletic podcast network. Warriors plus mine anything is potable down to dunk no dunks blue guys sixers beat form club game notes and of course michelle beetle's podcast what did i miss with michelle beetle for jay king for marcus thompson for jane hoy i'm zach harper hopefully you don't get traded today i won't do it i won't do it <laughs>